if you enjoy space adventures featuring brave and competent astronauts. If you enjoy podcasts that are culturally sensitive. I've been labeling stuff aboard the ship with post-its so she can learn our language. I speak English, you bloody... If you enjoy shows with sophisticated humor. Well, that's just rude. It's her spacesuit. Then you may not want to listen to Oz9. But if you simply enjoy giggling. Oh, <laughs> you anglers, so snooty about all the everythings. Oz9 may be the show for you. Get it wherever you find the other shows you like to put in your ears. That title is spelled O-Z-Numeral9. You could certainly do worse. Welcome to Otaku Sensei. I'm your host, James, and my co-host, Alicia. Um, this is the podcast that talks about manga, uh, anime, manhwa, and anything we just want to talk about. Uh, and we have a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Uh, the new episode of 300-Year-Old Witch released, or I've been oh. killing slimes for 300 years and accidentally maxed out my level. That new one released... Uh, just tons of stuff released this past week, and we got to watch a whole bunch of stuff. Alicia suggested Tresse. I watched it, and my mind. Okay. First of all, let let let's let's come on now. I got an interview on this one. <laughs> let me tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed Tresse. Now, see, there is a whole debate going on if Tresse should be considered an anime since the animation mm. kind of really looks like. Okay. Batman? Okay, no, heck no. First off, my whole rule is if it comes out of Asia, it's anime. <laughs> um, and if you guys want to fight me on that, fight me on it because <laughs> I'm not taking no to that. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. See, I always get frustrated because it's the dumbest thing people debate about whether it's an anime or not. Either end of the way, end of the story it's a good storyline. Oh my, anime is just short for animation. Animation, exactly. Now here's, okay, so first of all, let, let, let's let's backtrack. Did you enjoy okay. War's Entry? Wait, which one? War, the War God's Entry. Okay, I'm not that far into Tresse. I'm only four episodes, five episodes in. Oh. And... Uh, she okay. Where where am I at? Uh, she just talked to the fire dude for a big tr conversation. Oh, and she just got thanked, or she got given a gift from the goddess of death because when she passes away, they don't want to be on her bad side. I was like, what? You'll know why. You'll you'll <laughs> know why. So. Okay, so that means you did see episode three. Did you enjoy a certain person being sucked under a certain vehicle? Yeah. Okay, that was okay. I, I'm 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 not really into the whole bloody gore type animes and stuff, but that was really awesome. That was so beautiful. I loved I, it. I, I say that, but I'm sitting here thinking about all the anime I watch. I'm like, there's a lot of blood and gore in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So let me give you my analysis um, on Tresse, what I feel like, without giving too many spoilers or anything. It's a well-written story. The only drawback, and this is me being extremely nitpicky, um, is they constantly show the past scenes, but the scene is the same. I understand why they're showing it because certain people are not able to connect, you know, scenes to the past. And you're like, oh, so this is why this happened. And now they're showing the past again. I'm good at doing that. So for me, it's a repetitive scene that gets on my nerves. So I would say that's the only drawback. But I understand why they're doing it. Um, so it's more of a personal me situation. See, I never see. Here's my here's my opinion on why they keep doing that. Is I don't think they do that for the fans. I think they do that to instill that the character is remembering it. The yeah. character is constantly going over that in their head, and they're just showing that to us. They're showing that the character is 
saying, crap, what is it about this area that I'm not picking up? So they're constantly reliving it. And then when it finally all comes together, that's the character's light bulb coming on. Yeah. And I also think it just helps for some people kind of connect. Oh, because of this, now this is happening. Um, and again, I'm not going to give too much context for the people that haven't seen it. The ones that have, you guys probably understand what I'm saying, which again, is fine. It's just a pet peeve of mine. I loved how they ended it. I really respect how they, not only did they close the arc, but they left a hook. Now, if you, I know you're not up to the last episode, but once you're done with the last episode, keep on seeing it after the credits because it's going to leave a hook. And that hook is what's going to keep you waiting for the next season. However, you're not going to be end, ended up with a cliffhanger where like, oh, the story just got stuck in the middle. It's okay. introduction to the next era or the new story arc in a very nice way where it's like, I'm satisfied with what happened with this season and I'm waiting for what's going to happen to the next season. And it's already been greenlit for season two. Hey, absolutely. It should be. It's so- so speaking about speaking about this can we just say a big thank you to netflix because netflix is stepping up their game for bringing us stuff not just from japan not just from korea not just from america they're going all over the world like this is a this is a vietnamese anime philippines i think it's philippines oh yeah philippines filipino anime yeah yeah it's a filipino anime like thank you netflix for going around the world and finding anime and now they're just saying that uh i was looking at um uh, a thing about netflix and they're looking for animations not just out of like the philippines and vietnam and stuff like that they're looking at animes out of uh, uh south africa india egypt they're looking at animation studios all over the world And I love it because not only are you going to be introduced with so many new languages and cultures, it's a whole new horizon of different stories that, you know, involve different cultures. So different shock factors, different, you know, character developments. So it's a whole new world that can possibly open up. Even right now, yes, today, um, Netflix, what what was the Ragnarok um, record? Oh, record record. Oh, okay. Speaking of which, when I seen that, did you actually what what popped in your head first? Record of Ragnarok. What was the first what, the first manga to pop in your head? I cannot remember the name. Oh, this is not a fucking killing. I can't remember the name. Uh, so I thought of the the manga Ragnarok. This one. No, I was thinking of an. That's a good one, but I didn't. I was thinking about. I was thinking about another one. I don't remember the name of it though. Yeah. Well, when they when they said record of Ragnarok, I my brain went to that one. Like, is this a continuance of Ragnarok? And I I got super excited, but then my brain went to the Korean uh, MMORPG Ragnarok, and I was like, oh, could it be after this? Because they've been teasing an anime based off of Ragnarok for a long time. Time. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, later on tonight, my game plan is probably to go live on TikTok and just start from, you know, episode one and see how it goes. I'm kind of excited about it, actually. Okay, so let's move on to the to my homework assignment for you. Made in the Abyss. How much did you like Made in the Abyss? Okay, so let me talk to you about Made in the Abyss. I have never been so confused with my emotions <laughs> on a fucking anime. Does it not give you Wonderland? Uh, cursing you out in my head while I was watching this. Okay, let me. So I got the whole like. So I started off, and I remember you said, "Okay, you know, it's gonna remind you of Promise Neverland." So I was like, "Yes." Doesn't it give you Promise Neverland vibes? I was like, all right, really cutesy, love it, you know, the art style is very unique, something probably, if it wasn't, if you didn't give me the Promise Neverland notion, I probably would not have watched it because it's too cutesy for me. I was like, I need to be in slice of life mode. And then I see my first dead body, which is like corp, like, you know, skeleton. I'm like, okay, this is not that bad. I don't see no fucking blood or guts or anything. It doesn't have extensive gore. I loved the storyline. It's the fucking innocence and the 
retardedness of that girl. I don't know if I can say that word, but she literally is on a suicide mission and you're what, 10, 11, 10? And you're about to jump in and I'm like, okay, she's going to die. The whole time I'm like, she's going to freaking die. I love the part when they're, they're like on level two and the white whistle just beats the living daylight. I'm like, this is so beautiful because she needs to get the fuck beat out of her to have some common sense. Like you are going to die. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that, you know, they're very innocent. They don't know what they're getting into. And I hope that factor develops a lot more because it's going to be beautiful to see that innocence destroyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it gets, it gets even more twisted and the gore starts coming. I love how it starts out super all innocent, like, Oh, I'm just a 10 year old girl and I'm on a mission. And then it's, monsters exploding and beating up and oh oh my god and i loved it like when he actually had to go up because of the beast and she's like freaking bleeding out of every single socket there is yep i loved it also i think it's going to be entertaining to see if the kid is actually in a version human mixed with um mecca right See, Just, I keep I keep thinking there's like some monster technology in there. I think he was a monster, um, because as as they get farther down in the abyss, there are some humanoid monsters, and I think he's a humanoid monster mixed with human technology, and that's and then he was like like I don't know maybe like a cybernetic baby or something that grew up in human world. Could be because. Um, and I found it really interesting how she does not care whatsoever, even though he looks human, he acts human, he sounds human, she doesn't care whatsoever, she's like checking his fucking body cavities, (laughs) she just doesn't care whatsoever, so I love that nonchalant, um, characteristics of her, she's just like, yeah, you're, you're not human, so, um, I'm just gonna check all of your body cavities and see what takes that part is really interesting but it's right in on that nervous section of gore but not gore it's a very good storyline like um it definitely i wish they would have ended it off at a better place i wasn't really i know that they got the bunny girl i forgot her name yep um and now they're going to go down to a lower level. And I understand that they gave the backstory of another, you know, white whistle that's probably fucked in the head as well, waiting for them down there. But- oh, so, so that's the thing about white whistles is I don't think, like, I don't, I don't understand how they're getting messages back to the guild or whatever, because once you go to, so far down, you can't come back up. But I'm Your assuming- body balloon technology or like the balloons that or somehow sending messages like she said how she sent the message also i wish like how she sent the message all the way at the end for the last episode i wish they actually showed um those kids on top reading the message to see what it actually says yeah i i wanted to know what the message was so bad yeah but that's what i think is there's a lot of questions they built it good but i wish they just would have closed it a little better yeah Um, what i really liked about it is it gave me a really studio ghibli feel but it it fucked with my mind like promise neverland or or serial experiment lane i think it was more i mean promise neverland starting from episode one we knew it was a fucking mess but this one, really, I was confused with my emotions. Is just how, as you said it, I was thinking Studio Ghibli. I was thinking Slice of Life. But it was trying to get out of that that genre. And it was like, what are you doing? See, I think they, they animated it that way specifically to mess with you. Right. I feel like the, the, the psychology in the that goes into the show is really intense because they're like, oh, you think this is going to be cutesy-wootsy anime? <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> right? So, so, I actually wanted to discuss a topic with you. I found a very interesting topic. Very political topic, actually. Uh, I mean, controversial, not political. Political would be the wrong ideology. But very controversial. And I kind of wanted to get your take on it as well. So someone uh, I know. Okay, let me, hold on, let me. Okay. 
loosen up for this. Okay, we're getting into the hard hitting stuff. Okay, hard hitting question. I know our viewers' um, thoughts on this as well. And maybe, I mean, okay, let me first fill it out there. So someone I know personally, right? He's an otaku, um, an anime watcher, and he was trying to get his girlfriend into watching anime. Okay. Someone that knows nothing about anime. And he was like, let me start off with something more simple, which is a Seven Deadly Sins. It's a good, you know, good start off anime. It's interesting. It's comedy meets action meets. Not not too many episodes. Exactly. Uh, good. And it's one of those that you can end at season one and never pick up again. Right. But it the anime turned into an issue with the girl because um, Meliodas keeps on grabbing her boobs yep right so she's like he didn't get um an approval and it's considered i don't know if i can say the r world word i know it's triggered to some people so i'll just say the r word um which to me was very confusing because one the world of animes make believe and Mm. As an otaku, I've been seeing animes for years and years, and I understand fan service. It doesn't bother me, especially as a female, talking as a female. It's a comedy thing, and I think we're putting American ideology and twisting something that doesn't need to be messed with. Yeah. Um, so I we have to understand that anime is from a totally different culture. Oh, and, yeah. And... They're trying to, and it's not like Miliotis does it to every girl he comes across. He only does it to her. And if she would have stuck around, she would have realized that him and her actually have a past. Yep. So she's like, well, he, she, he didn't have permission. Turns out he kind of (laughs) did. For generations and generations. Right. Um, but, uh, I can understand how that can make somebody really, really uncomfortable because right now I'm trying to use this podcast to get my wife into anime. So, uh, I want, I like, please send me all your suggestions. What a slice of life type of person is like. My wife is a huge fan of Gilmore girls, Buffy, the vampire slayer or on host club. Uh, Everybody's telling me or on host club, but I haven't even watched it yet. Listen, when I'm down, I'm depressed when I'm low and I just want someone to pamper me or on host club or on host club. See, I was thinking about because me, me and my wife like watching whenever I'm depressed and down and I just want something like a pampering kind of feeling or on host club. Absolutely. I love it. Um, if your wife's into horoscopes and stuff, uh, Fruits Basket is really, really interesting. I don't really know she's into that type of stuff. She never talks about it, so I'd say no. Uh, so, but the other one, because me and my wife like watching those like competition cooking shows, like nailed it and stuff like that, she finds it absolutely hilarious. I was thinking Food Wars too. <laughs> but, okay, so back to the to the subject. I, you know what's going to be interesting to see how, and since we have so many new quote-unquote weeds coming in but they're also trying to use american ideology where it's not supposed to be so this is is, is also trending on tiktok a lot right now too i'm seeing people point out problems with anime and they're pointing and they're they're literally like miliotis is a problem midoriya is not midoriya um what's grapehead's freaking name on my hero academia oh um I don't. I'm not good with names. I forget. Uh, hold on. I gotta look this up. What is his name? Mineta. Mineta is his name. Oh yeah. So they're saying guys like Mineta, oh, uh, Miliotis, um, all of these people are not appropriate, and they either need to change their characters or drop them completely. And that is frustrating the living hell out of me because stop. Anime is supposed to be our journey away from the real Well, and the way the way I look about it is like, why the hell are you trying to put? Why the hell are you trying to take protection from women away? Because they have these representations in anime. Just because, look at Mineta. He's this short little cute guy. 
but he's a gigantic perv. Like, if he wasn't an open perv, like, what would he be getting away with? Yeah. Like, he he gets beat around as well. He is a comedy relief character. Well, and and the big thing that I don't agree with on TikTok is they're like, if you find this guy hilarious, you're the problem. And I'm like, but I think it's going to be interesting to see if if the American ideology and push actually affects. And I don't think it actually will affect true Japanese animation. And this is back from the ideology where we were just happy to see anime. Oh, my God. Yes. I don't I don't think people understand that, like, when I was a kid trying to get anime, uh, if it wasn't Dragon Ball, which was actually on TV on some uh, some obscure channel, or Pokemon, or Digimon, like if it wasn't super mainstream, like the first time I watched Armitage Three was on was in Japanese, no subtitles, and I was on the twenty fifth dub over cassette. Like there were twenty five other cassettes that were recorded. <laughs> From a really bad TV, <laughs> like right. I was that—that's how we had to get them back in the day. And if it wasn't like that, then you had to know a dude that knew a dude that knew a dude that could get to an anime shop in California. Oh yeah, we we I had a old um, VCR store by me and. That place was a hit or miss. You would either get a good subtitle or you're going to get, like, the voice not aligned with the audio or, like, the subtitles all crooked. Or you'll end up with, you know, an an unexpected hentai considering the picture in the front was probably just a regular anime looking and you were like, oh, what the hell did I just buy kind of situation. So it was like duck, duck, goose. Or, or not even that, like, you'd be watching it, and then it would cut off halfway through, and you would never get to see the end. Oh, my God, yes. So, so I, I find these new topics very interesting. I mean, I don't know if if they're going to impact the anime world. Um, personally, I don't. I hope they don't impact it negatively, because anything that controls a writer's artistic view, um, to me, I, is not a good thing idea because then we will stop getting masterpieces yep and that what's what that's ultimately going to do is take their passion away yeah and and i see that a lot with lately with comedians as well um if they say something i mean i understand if you're going way under the belt and it's just not funny and it's cringy okay but some things are like okay this is funny this is decent but still people will take it to a next level of extreme. Yeah. Um, uh, my, well, my whole thing is, is uh, when people started sending um, the creator of my hero academia death threats, because they won't put uh caught on and uh, gra- gravity together. And he wouldn't put, or, and he wouldn't make uh, Midoriya gay. Mm-hmm. They started sending him death threats, and he's like, Midoriya's not gay, though. Like, these are kids. What are you guys doing? Exactly, and that, that's the problem. You, you're you controlling an artist's view. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's not okay. That's very dangerous for the actual people that enjoy anime for what it is. Anime well, really tell you you get to shape it it just it is what it is it's what the artist sees they're going to push it out and you watch it or you enjoy it or you don't enjoy it simple as that so with the big reckoning in japan right now with anime and toei animation just saying hey guess what and buying up hundreds upon thousands of copyrights right now um hence why and then they launched the free anime youtube channel where you can go there and watch anime for free all you want all subtitled and Toei animation boom there you go uh with them redoing all of these uh things and everything uh they are they're not hollywood they don't bend down to fan wants they are very strict on what their artists do and even the media that their artists take in 
because they're so afraid of an artist stealing an idea from somebody else or they're like, no, bottom line, no. And they, they, they almost didn't green light bleach because they thought it was too close to dragon ball. Yeah. And the uh-huh. creator was like, no, Dragon Ball is the direct inspiration for Bleach. For Bleach, it is. And, and, then they, and then Toei Animation was just like, okay. And they took a shot on it, and it became literally one of the top three selling animes of all time. All times, absolutely. So, I mean, yes, the big three, you guys can fight me at it, but every source will tell you the big three is One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. Now, the only other tops, the only two animes that beat them out in sales is Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon. Well, and Pokemon and Gundam, but Gundam has been out for, what, 50 freaking years? Gundam is an old school one. And Pokemon is its own freaking thing. It's its own own world out there. Yeah, it's a hundred billion dollar franchise and disney sitting here like we're gonna buy pokemon and they laughed at disney like we're gonna buy you (laughs) you guys can see my face (laughs) yeah so uh like own universe yeah when it comes when it comes to like hardcore anime though your your top two sellers of all time is Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon. Hell, Sailor Moon is still selling high. And they haven't released anything new in, what, 10, 20 years? As soon as the generations relapse, Sailor Moon storyline is also everlasting, especially for the younger kids. Um, they would really, really appreciate that. I also enjoy One Piece a lot. I just don't like the toxicity that the Naruto fandom and the One One Piece... Well, you know what? I've met a lot of good One Piece fandoms, uh, people, and some really negative. So yep. it's it's up in there. I personally... And, and I think this is... I'm wondering if the whole crazy fandom situation is just an American thing? Or is it an... Uh, I wonder that's too sometimes. I wonder that too sometimes. I'm really into, like... Um, look at our sports, look at our politics, look at, we fight over everything. This, this team is better than that team. This, you know, uh, this political group is better than the other political group. This freaking state, Mets are better than blah, the blah is better than Lakers are better than blah, 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 blah. We do have a competitive nature as Americans. So sometimes I wonder if that's the whole fandom situation because, Truthfully, and this might just be me or the people that I was surrounded with, I've not really done a whole fan base situation, and I personally don't understand the fan base situation aside from the simple fact that, oh, this anime is better than that anime. I just enjoy them all. I'm not going to sit here and be like, this anime is better than this anime because this person can beat that person. No, fuck that. I'm going to enjoy this anime. I'm going to soak in what the writer wants me to soak in, the character developments, the storyline. I like them. Plain and I'm not making my life complicated. I'm not going to go on a bitch fest with someone to fight over. I like this anime better than the other anime. My top number one anime that I personally enjoy and still enjoy to this day is not even the tops i like samurai champloo i'll always like samurai champloo <laughs> hell yeah yeah are you the, kidding me the my favorite all-time anime and all-time manga the manga was finished because and he finished it early because he wanted to do fairy tale then fairy tale just turned like fairy tale eden zero all of his works always go back to his original and manga a rave master the show was so bad, they cut it off at the halfway point and canceled it. I still love the damn show. I read the entire manga series once a year. Like, yeah, I love Rave Master, but he's he said he had to get he said he had to uh end it because he was contracted for Fairy Tale, which was his next story. And the problem with that is that like everybody loved fairy tale and he was like, dude, this takes place in the rave master universe. Right. 
I have to finish the Ravestones because the Ravestones and the Dark Marines cannot interfere with fairy tale. Fairy tale. And that's that's a whole part of the history of fairy tale is at one point, yes, there were ma- there were mages going around freaking um what's his face was one of uh, three uh was a twin brother to the the guy that Ezra was in love with. What is his name? I... Blue hair, tattoo over the eye. Sigurd. Asking the person that always forgets all names to remember names. Mistigan. There. Mistigan. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was Mistigan, he, uh, his character design first appeared in Ravemaster, and his he was a mage. He was the one that was like, yes, there's definitely magic in this universe. The Dark Brings were concentrated stones of evil. Like they were born out of the mother dark bring and the mother dark bring, uh, she was just, she was the, she was just concentrated evil that was created by a wizard and, uh, Raisha Valentine had to use Ethereon, the magic that is so dangerous in fairy tale to, she was, she was the only person ever born with Ethereon as a part of her being. And because of that, she was able to travel through time. She had immortality and she created the ravestones and gave them to Sheba to, so he could use, uh, Musica's weapon, the eyes and meteor to destroy the dark brings. He thought he completed his mission, went on to, went and put himself into exile because he lost his entire party and in his guilt, he went to exile and he ended up on Haru's island. Haru, he met Haru and Haru, the Ravestones just was like, this is who I need to be with. And because Haru got the Ravestones and they recognized the, the purity of him as a being, they were like, this is the man that can really destroy mother. And he did. Yeah. So. It's such a good anime too. And you know what? Even I've seen this. So many times, there are a lot of people that are hating on fairy tale um, just because they keep on comparing fairy tale to Naruto. Oh my god, that's so annoying. And that frustrates the living F out of me because it's not meant to be compared. It's its own anime. One of my favorite scenes, and you know my favorite character in fairy tale, hands down, feet down, everything down, Erzo Scarlet. Right. And the fight between her and her mother was just epic and beautiful. I loved it, right? And I've noticed so many people keep on comparing fight scenes, storylines, to Naruto, to Dragon Ball Z. Oh, but can Natsu beat Naruto? It's not meant to beat it. It's a separate anime. Um, And that frustrates the living hell out of me because if someone... takes the time to look at rave master watch fairy tale look at these stories and just enjoy them for what they are it will be so less complicated well and the the really cool part about rave master is they did the rave master fairy tale crossover in shonen jump yeah and that that took place while um going to well natsu and ellie and gray were going um to the train station and I believe they were on the way to deal with the the freaking flute. Um can't even um, remember I can't even remember the freaking Dark Guild's name anymore. The guy with the wind powers and everything. Um I think that's I think that's when it was happening and that was also happening in Rave Master when everybody was going literally to the final battle. And everybody's like, oh well Natsu could have beat Haru. And I was like, nah, man, that was Haru didn't even use any sword transformations. Haru did nothing and they tied. Like, y'all need to and they and honestly, like, if everybody's like, oh well, Natsu could beat Haru, and I'm like, you realize Haru has a sword that cancels magic, and on top of that, Haru he is the embodiment of light. He's the embodiment of good. He wouldn't fight Nazi to the death anyway. He would end up making him his friend. <laughs> like, 
I hate I hate how when people compare about it, and that's why they launch that stupid website, Wiki Versus. If yeah. you're if you've seen anything of Diaries of a Holy Night, he's doing tons of Wiki Versus right now. You know what? But I gotta respect Diaries of the Holy Night because I know he's lighthearted. Oh yeah, he's, he's fun, and I like that. But the amount of people that take it to a next level and go serious, it, it, I, there was this one person. Serious. There was this one person, so I made a TikTok. It was just a funny um, TikTok where you basically try to act like it says Naruto, Gara, Like, it's saying Naruto characters' names, and you kind of rate which one you like. Um, I personally love Gara. Um, Naruto, for me, is second. And it's not... I'm not trying to do, like, a power fest. Not everything is a fucking power fest. I just like the characteristics of... Gara, I love, you know, how he was raised and what he's become, his whole story arc. I enjoy it. Personally, my favorite character. Not a fucking big deal. Um, I literally had a 10-year-old child message me on, um, put up a comment saying, you've never seen Naruto, you're dumb as fuck, your whole account is fake. I go to his account, it's literally a child. Yep. And I'm like, how am I supposed to curse him out? Well, I, I I would see. I don't let my kids have TikTok and my daughter's 14 and she's like, so what? It's OK for you to be on TikTok, but not me. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, OK, give me one reason. I'm an adult. And TikTok is toxic. TikTok is toxic. Like I. He was 10 years old and I didn't say anything. And then he posted, commented again saying that, oh, he beated me in some sort of kind of a conversation. That's why I have nothing to say. Mind you, I did not respond to his comment. I go to his comment, uh, his video, and I'm like, you are a child. Stop messaging me. This is awkward. And oh, he, I w- and he, d- he blocks me. Yeah, I would have I would have blocked him from the very beginning. I, I I've been getting I've been getting so I'm on the race to a thousand. I'm at like seven hundred and sixty yeah. right now. And uh Can you go to a thousand, me and you have to go live on TikTok. Hell yeah, we do. Um we gotta do this live on TikTok. <laughs> uh, funny as hell. Oh yeah, we definitely should do oh that's a good idea. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do this on TikTok for for at least one episode, and I'll figure out how I can record it and post it as a podcast. Um, but whenever I've been getting a bunch of followers right now that I can't follow back and I have to block because I have a very strict rule that if you're under eighteen, I should make it twenty one because freaking thirty six. Uh, if you're, if you're under 18, I just block you. I don't want you seeing my stuff. I don't want any confusion of somebody going through my follow list. Like, why is there a whole bunch of children on his follow list? I mean, I personally don't care. Um, because I don't make any, and if I do end up making, like, I do make some videos that are like, okay. This is a little too much. I will say it in the beginning, like 18 plus, if you still see it, that's not my job. I gave the warning. That's not my yeah. responsibility. Right. Oh, my, my bottom line is do you, this, this app is not for people under 18. Yeah. Cause for so. me, if you are going to willfully see my content, knowing very well, I personally enjoy gore, the nightmares you're going to have, have nothing to do with me. Let's get ripped tonight. <laughs> that will forever be in my head. And that was exactly what I was going for. That oh. makes such a trend everywhere. I'm oh. tonight. R.I.P. Blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, oh. I'm gonna rip you right. Oh. That edit was epic. I still love it so much. Oh yeah. I'm. Ooh. Yeah. You know what's really irking? I just did TikTok about this. What's really irking my bread right now? Freaking uh, with the popularity of Final Fantasy VII coming back with all the remakes going on. Why the hell don't we have weapon gunplas yet? Why don't we have any Final Fantasy models going on? And when you do have a freaking vinyl statue of a Final Fantasy character, 
Why are they like four hundred dollars? They're five hundred dollars. Expensive as hell. Literally, it was a thousand dollars for the cloud statue additional Final Fantasy VII the remake. A thousand dollars, and it sold out in like forty-five minutes. Yeah, I was actually um, talking about TikTok. So I finally got up to 5K, right? And I was thinking about making a TikTok telling people that, you know, if I get to 10K, I would cosplay as Erza Scarlet. But I, don't, I keep on thinking about it. And I'm like, do I really want to just do it just so I can cosplay? But that kind of gets away from what I actually am, which is more of a anime fan, not a cosplay fan. I don't know. It's so, but there's so many good cosplay artists on TikTok. Some legit content creators are crazy good, and I love it because TikTok has actually brought, given platforms to some epic people. Like this guy, he does like um, Pokemon edits where it, he'll show a Pokemon character in real world. I forgot his name. I follow this guy. Epic as hell. This one girl, she's really good with her cosplay. Um, she even made it to like Japan's Billboard. Yeah. Uh, so this is what I really love about TikTok is it gives uh, creative people a super big platform. You're in Jersey. There's a girl that I just interviewed for Creators Anon from TikTok named Amelia Moore. She actually she does, asked me. I added her back on TikTok. We had yeah, I told her. To, I told her to add you because she does Pokemon tattoos. She's looking. Oh my gosh. She her tattoos are so good. I, I was like, you live in Jersey. She's in Jersey. Go get a tattoo. I, I saw her um profile. It said Philly. Really? Yeah, Philly, Pennsylvania. Oh Not- well that that's like a hot skip and a jump away. Like the East Coast is like Europe. It's like everything's a day drive away. Well, yeah, day drive away, but I'm like more towards upstate New York, right next to Manhattan. I'm a hop skip away from Manhattan. I'm literally True. 15, 20 minutes drive away from downtown. Oh, God, have they fixed the Jersey Turnpike yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they will never fix that damn thing. <laughs> Yeah, the very first time I ever went to Manhattan, I got stuck on the Jersey Turnpike for 12 hours. Yeah, that's why I don't I don't drive when I go to the city. Um, or I mean, when I if I'm in Jersey, I take the Parkway, not the Turnpike. It's a little. Bit I more- got stuck. I got stuck on the Jersey Turnpike in a cab, and I was sitting there so long. I finally told the cabbie, I was like, "Look, yo, I understand this is your freaking job and everything." You should have avoided this giant ass traffic jam. You need to turn that meter off because that says five hundred dollars. I was, yeah, I was but like, if it's Russia, go. All right, uh, let's let's move it on. Let's go into why everybody tunes in and let's review our new episode of Solo Leveling. Let's I mean, unless you're good right now, we can just end it and we'll go on. We'll do a bonus episode later. <laughs> Yeah, we can do either or. Uh, let's do a bonus episode and cut this off because I got to go start making dinner. It is almost six o'clock. Um, but yeah, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We will bring solo leveling back to you later. Uh, we'll do a bonus episode later and we will review just solo leveling. Um, recommendations for the week. What are you recommending? Um. Okay, so right now I am watching... Ooh, what am I recommending? I have so many... Uh, uh, have you seen Psychopaths yet? Yes. Oh God, yes. Psychopaths was good. Okay. Uh, I don't like gore, people. Psychopaths. Never mind. Drifters isn't that much gore. No. Psychopaths. It had some really okay. good gore in it. How about this? You and your wife watch Oran Host Club. It's on Netflix. I will definitely do that. I think that will be a good a gateway for her too. She might enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna offer two from last week that I think you. Sh- uh, I don't know if you've actually got to sit down and watch still, and that's Zombie Lore and Shadow House. Zombie Lore, I've watched. I will talk to you about that a little later. 
Okay. I have so many mixed feelings on that one. What was the second one? Uh, Shadow House. Shadow House, I have not. I will watch that. So that will be okay. my... Okay, guys. And remember, next time, get your... Uh, we got to work on a closing motto. Uh... Man, keep your anime good. Don't don't get all toxic about it, guys. Just remember, this is like this episode's all about our our like hey dealing with the toxic community of of anime and try to remember the anime is from a different culture. It's not going to be the same as American culture, and don't try. Just like press it, unwind. Uh, just just remember, you're watching anime to have fun. You're not watching anime to analyze every single bit about it. Exactly. Um. Don't make it too crazy. Enjoy it. Breathe. Have fun. Um, for my females, you know that feeling when you come back home and you just rip off your bra and you just like, huh, I'm finally home? That's the feeling you need to have with anime. I'm finally in my make-believe universe of anime. Guys, guys, we get that same feeling when we take off our work, work boots. So, just that. understand. The dogs are barking. You need to release them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, and until next time, enjoy your anime. All righty. Bye-bye.